from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Battleborn Broadcast Center here on a Tuesday special edition is uh, tomorrow we're going to be out on the north side of town at Team Chevy but uh, today we'll have legal insider voice of reason former assemblyman here in the state of Nevada Justin Watkins in in the four o'clock hour we'll have to get to with uh, my guy John Morant he's now my guy uh, we went over that <laughs> yesterday also Will Kane's guys I'm very proud to be linked together with Will Kane Adam Hill is here Adam Hill is here I was going to say he's back but it's actually me who is back nice job last week Ari's back in the Finley Toyota Studios. Want to remind everyone, we are going to be running the uh, Lakers games Western Conference Final. We'll be joining the game in progress. I don't even mention the Nuggets. We'll be uh, joining the game in progress right after Cofield and company, but it'll be here on ESPN Las Vegas, uh, just like the Celtics Heat Series will be as well. That starts up tomorrow. So Adam sent over a bunch of A's-related stuff, and I don't know if you listened to the show yesterday, but I was having a seizure on air or a stroke or something. I, I can't, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I, I can't deal with this property hopping and no official plan coming in. And then you send over a story today to mock on what's going on in these home games again, because yesterday was another record setting low. I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing I'm, I see what happens. I'm like, I'm as soon as I start doing it, I'm not doing it. I'm Come not on. doing it. There's bigger news today that uh, Pat McAfee, your guy, is jumping at ESPN in some mega deal. And I assume, I don't know if everyone read the Jason Barrett Sports Radio PD story about two weeks ago. Uh, Barrett was talking about just disappointment from a lot of ESPN stations who are affiliates around the country like ourselves and what has happened to the ESPN national lineup. Uh, while Q Myers is one of their best hosts and Q does a great job filling in, it's a hodgepodge of nonsense. I don't know who's on show to show. Greeny's never on. Um, it just doesn't seem like a premium now. And to me, Pat McAfee going to ESPN, and he better be on ESPN Radio National, um, is freaking saves it. This is so massive. Aren't you happy? It's your guy. Uh, he's your guy. I mean, sure. Yeah, it's exciting. It's great. It's, he's going to be on with us. That's awesome. Well, he's um, he could be one of our lead-ins. Oh, good. Perfect. What time is the show on now? Uh, it, it's it's. Well, they do their own thing, which is one of the great things about the show. But Wait, they technically what? tend to go on around nine. Wait, they te- they te- they they tend to go on around. Is it's that right? It's on YouTube. They can do whatever they want. Uh, nine our time. Yeah, nine our time, which oh, is be eleven their time. Right. I don't. I don't know. Uh... Well, the problem is they they just end whenever. Okay. Well, they can they can get a little more formatted. I mean, right now, Greeny Greeny has so much stuff with the NBA. He's got his own show, but. There are there's always these adjustments, so you don't know who's if he's on, he's not. Then the whole lineup gets changed. He would be so awesome in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's, I love it. I'm excited for it. I love it. Un, big unfiltered sports talk radio. Let's go. Does unfiltered work? What do you mean? Can they? Can it be on our station? Our station? Yeah. Yes. Are you kidding? Well, unfil- unfiltered to me is language. Well, they already said they're not going to drop f bombs. No, no, they are. They're going to drop less. Oh, they're going to do it on on T. So they're going to have to have a. Okay, what to you? What is what is the best unfiltered um, talk radio show? Guy talk radio show? Because in any, we're not we're not saying anything about the women out there, but this is guy talk radio. What's the best show ever? Oh, Opie and Anthony. Opie and Anthony. Sure. And McAfee for you is a close second. Uh, yeah, it's right there. Okay. 
for sure. Because I did see a lot of people today kind of suggesting that McAfee invented this format. And while Opie and Anthony weren't sports, they did talk sports. Um, I think that was one. And I, I, I like Stern. I respect Stern. I think he's awesome. He built, you know, what we do with the ensemble cast thing. And also talking about the workplace, you know, kind of wrapping you into the whole radio or sports radio oh, and, experience. Yeah, what's going on behind the scenes? For absolutely, and I'll say, like to, to your point of, hey, not to disclude women, like I think right now the best show that's on in terms of unfiltered talk is uh, the Bennington Show, which is a guy named Rod Bennington and his daughter. That's right. Show you, you love him. That it's incre- that an incredible. That was Ron and Fez. Yeah, it's now okay. uh, Ron and his daughter Gail, who are fantastic. Would and you they do wanna, the same thing? Would you want to say f all the time? I don't. I don't remember when we were doing the uh, during COVID. We were doing I the did. late night podcast. I don't remember you cursing a lot. I cursed a lot. Did you? But yeah, but I, I. I think the reason that I do think it's it makes for better discussion. It's not better discussion. It's not better. It, I don't it's think not, you have that's to not do correct. It. It's 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 the uh, the occasions when you really are passionate about something. I think you can tell. Listen, it should be to a people, couple times a show, right? Like couple, maybe a couple times a week. Okay, is is that you can tell that people are choosing their words more carefully because they don't want to say what they really want to say because they don't want to curse. Right. Like you can kind of tell that sometimes. Okay. So I think that's where language So we have him on in. radio and he can't drop an F-bomb. And if, and if, uh, and the reason I had you bring up Opie and Anthony, cause I figured that would be your answer is they had like a, I don't know, they had like a five level dump machine Yeah. that, I mean, I think it was part of the radio bit, but you know, that, I don't know, it was like 30 seconds long. They could just dump, 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 dump. Yeah. So and and they they can manage it. They had time. come on. We need it on ESPN Radio National. They also had McAfee's times, coming. We need it. They also had times where they would they were doing shows on both, where it was simulcasting on you know terrestrial and on satellite, and they would have to you know monitor what they said, but also they you know they did have to dump a lot. You're right. I mean they had to they had to change what they did for sure, right? Uh, to some degree, but sometimes that makes for better. It does. I, I know Howard Stern has talked about that in the yeah, past. Hold back that it makes for better radio sometimes when you are trying to you know craft things better and yep. be more careful about what you're saying yeah i love it i love it so if you're just tuning in uh, dove Kleiman broke the story no he didn't but it looked like he did he's the israeli social media aggregator yeah who uh then took the uh, i think uh, is it new york post or daily news the marshan guy uh, took his report that pat mcafee is uh, going to be going to espn he'll be on all their platforms and i hope it's on espn radio i think it would help the lineup a lot it would help us uh by the way i tweeted earlier i was like Okay, here we go. I'm like, now we can say whatever the we want. But I told Alan Snell yesterday, and I like the guy. I told him to. I said f you, but I couldn't say it. I told your guy Acres, I heard f that. off. I heard that. Yeah, I turned it off. I'm in it lovingly. I turned it off. The, I turned it, off the in station. defense of in defense, defense of your coworker. I was you offended. Got, you were you offended? I was offended. We would never actually say that on the air. But I was. Uh, I tweeted out earlier. I'm like, now we can say whatever we want. And it's. I'll just say extreme sarcasm because we pretty much can. With Lotus. Lotus is one of the, I think, probably, I don't know every group in the country, but as far as being host friendly from a content standpoint, yeah. That we've been, I've been with Lotus for like 18, 19, about 19 years now. I think I've been called in over content related stuff like six times. And, and, and there's been more times. I think they just shield us. So, yeah. But, he, but here's the thing. A lot of Pat McAfee fans are like, oh, ESPN. I saw someone's like, if they put their grubby little oh, no. fingers all over the, the li- show, it's going to ruin it. Listeners are furious. I know they are. They're furious. It's not, it's not going to change. Furious at him, too. Um, it's not going to change. People have this. I mentioned it yesterday with the whole, the, 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 you're, if you're a hockey fan, you think ESPN's bad for hockey. 
shoot yourself in the face right now. You're just too stupid to walk the earth. Well, it's what I, it's the column. Wait, that, I, was that unfiltered? Right? No, I wrote the I wrote the column on. Was that unfiltered? No one else does unfiltered. I wrote the column on Saturday, um, kind of saying that of look. In some cases, ESPN is bad for hockey. Wait, did you write a column on this? Yeah. Did you send it over? No. Is there anyone in the country who <laughs> will never send his column over? No, I said, but I said, yeah, I, I, like, I hit on stuff, and you're like, yeah, I wrote about that four days ago. Yeah. My, who knew? Well, you were enjoying your. I mean, I guess beaches. I, you're I guess I the... should be a religious, you know, devoted reader of yours, but uh, you know, I just I forget sometimes. You're on the beaches of you know whatever wherever Jamaica. And, uh, we mentioned Jamaica, yesterday. okay. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you didn't need to read about my columns, but no, I said, I said, look, in some cases, ESPN is bad for hockey. It is. How is it bad? Sunday. The game was on at seven o'clock Pacific. It was on at ten o'clock Eastern. It was late on a Sunday. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, I'm but, all. I'm all. But the trade-off is yeah. it's on ESPN. You've heard my defense of whatever whatever needs to be done for say the Mountain West and UNLV basketball and football. I you deal with the time. That was stupid. Difficulties. That was stu- it was ten o'clock Eastern on a Sunday on Mother's Day. <laughs> ten o'clock. That was stupid. But the trade-off is you're on ESPN and they're talking about you on ESPN yep. and the highlights are going to be on ESPN in the morning. Right. Because they still have the rights to the games and they want to promote the games going forward. So, like, that's the trade-off. So, while in that case it was bad, the trade-off is, is good. Time is, like, not a thing for me. So, I'm not a good source. I agree. But, I mean, there, I, there I are... I told everyone yesterday, I was... I know it's not... I didn't make it up. I was flying back across the country on a uh, rerouted Miami to Vegas flight. So, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I'm like, okay. I watched... I actually watched... I watched Taffer, a bunch of Taffers... Bar rescues, and then the, the hockey game came on, the Knights came on, and I was like, okay, this kills the rest of the flight. This I, is dynamite. I agree that I'd rather games be on at 2 in the morning, yep. but, I mean, there there are... I do get it. How many kids that are trying to, you know, get into hockey, and they're, the biggest star in the sport is facing elimination at 10 o'clock Eastern on a Sunday? I, I know McAfee uh, invented unfiltered radio, but you know, you know what I say about the kids? Screw them. I agree. Don't care. I think that show did the same until last Tuesday. Yeah. Because McAfee had a kid. How do you think I got into this? My parents were like, sit in front of the TV. It's going to babysit you. And if you want to stay up till two in the morning watching, you know, the Saturday, whatever. I think it was Friday night. I, like, I can't remember. Saturday, maybe it was Saturday. The Saturday uh, WWE you know, wrestling deal, like at 11 o'clock Eastern. That's why I'm here. I learned from Vince. I learned from the wrestlers. Learned to love sports. Learned it from watching you. I went to sleep to Sports Talk Radio. 10, 11 o'clock at night when I was like 12. I feel like I did too. The kids can stay up late. Learn some self-sufficiency. <laughs> They'll sleep when they sleep. And if, they're, and if they're tired at school the next day, then they get punished. That's parents it. may not like that. <laughs> what? All parents learn, or my learn, parents? Some. Learn some self-sufficiency. Stay up late. Listen to cursing on radio. There was no cursing back then. I know. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, there were incredibly uh, you know, misogynistic and racist themes from Vince McMahon, even in the 80s. But you know, you learn. You filter. You're not a babe sure. in the woods when you when you know when you're 17, 18, 19 years old. Oh, that's yeah, that's for sure. Right? I think they're more considering like eight, nine year olds. All right, McAfee better 18. be on ESPN National. By the way, I, I lowered myself to apologize for our ESPN Las Vegas set, which was really Q's fault. Um, Q Myers, our program director, he's the one who built the set. He did a beautiful job, but we blocked McAfee's view. He had this however many thousands of dollars camera that was gonna scan the entire room, and we blocked pretty much his entire view. We did. It was our fault. And and bowed up. I didn't. I think I think if McAfee had come over and started yelling, you would have cowered and ripped the whole thing down. I almost did. Yeah, I'm sure you Even you with him out him asking. Can I be on your show, sir? <laughs> I've been lobbying. 
All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this. And we just buried the A's until four o'clock. Are you happy? I I wonder what McAfee had to say. I'll say this. He didn't talk about it. What's that? About the the A's. The set or the A's? (laughs) The A's. I'm sure he hasn't talked about the A's at all. No. (laughs) They did a little little hit when they said they were moving to Vegas. Yeah. They're saying they can't believe baseball is coming before basketball. All right. On the way back, let's get into uh, why now the Western Conference Finals are pushed all the way until Friday. And I guess we have a decision to make. I think the WNBA and the Aces would like us not to talk about the Aces news today. So do we do that? Do we give it to them? They got penalized today. But I, I feel like the vibe, the timing of the announcement, what did I always used to say about the UFC as it started to grow a little bit, but still was not covered? You know, like 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, right? I would always say, hey, you'd get from the UFC, we want coverage, we want coverage, we want coverage. And then when something bad happened, they're like, thank God they don't cover us. Right? Man, they don't cover us. Today's a good day. We'll let this kind of settle down. Because I think what the Aces were hit for is a massive story, but maybe we just skip the whole freaking thing. Cofield and Company is live at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 702-766-1400. Rolling on here. The entire rundown got shot to hell. We got all excited because Pat McAfee is coming to uh, – ESPN, which should mean that uh, Adam Hill, I th- would think, would lock up the uh, the Raiders Insider gig uh, moving forward with the partnership. With uh, come on, let's go. Well, I would think. Do I, do I have to call uh, whatever McAfee's twelfth person? I actually, think now it's it's Paul's. Oh, Gutierrez might have just stepped on your neck. Unfortunately, but that's rough. You guys are buddies. I mean, I would do the right thing and just get out of the way. I would imagine that's what the ESPN deal calls for. Oh, all ESPN people? I would imagine How so. much money do they have? That I the- really wonder what they're going to do with, like, you know, Ian Rappaport is our NFL guy, and he fills in, Ooh. he hosts the show. When, oh, he does? A couple times, when, like uh, two times last week. when How are those shows? Pat was on maternity leave. They were weird. Yeah. Uh, you mean not good? They were weird. Okay. And then uh, um, Shams is their NBA Actually, guy. Actually, Rappaport has potential. Isn't he the one who talked about uh, shaving his nads? And got suspended. Wasn't he putting? Well, I think he was pushing the Clipper. One of the Clippers. He has a deal. Oh with, yeah, yeah. And ESPN got mad at him. Which, by the way, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. NFL Network. Oh, rap is NFL Network. Do yeah. you think the NFL? Yeah, I assume raps out and Schefter's in. I would imagine, and I, oh, I think I would. I would guess Shams is out and Woj is in. Like Shams is there. Shams is on like every day. Shams better than Woj. I think he's really he's really he's really interesting on the air. Rap before better than Schefter. Sorry, I couldn't get that out. <laughs> Chef Schefter's gonna lock up. I, I'm I'm very intrigued by how they're gonna handle that. Now they said by the way, one, we know we're on the air. We're talking about radio here. One of the one of the big like announcements. Talk about, so we'll, one of the big well, th- but I think it's it's fascinating to say it's a major you it's know, a, no, it's sport. massive. I want them on ESPN radio. Let's go. I know. And please, you know, one of the things that they said is I know the fan the McAfee fans are furious about this deal, and they're and McAfee said, look, we still have full control of our content, full control, everything that goes on our air. We'll see. I mean, if they if, if Rappaport's on and Shams is on, then that means that's true. Do you get to keep your guest? We'll find and out. I think, and I saw Dan Lebetard retweet a congrats and was basically like, you know, hold on to what you do. Yeah. Because Le- Lebetard went through that whole thing where they just kept coming down on him. 
Yeah, I, I'm very, uh, from a media perspective, I think this is a very fascinating story. No question. I would hope it's a step back when, in the right direction. And by the way, if he, you know, he's making $40 million a year now, what on earth did they just pay him and yeah. lay off a bunch of employees? I'm seeing reports that he's going to get $10 million a year. I'm like, he had a, he had a four-year $120 million deal, which I assume also paid his staff and yeah. a lot of the production of the show. So. Yeah, yeah, because he, I mean, it's his corporation. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, cool. no good. question. I think it's really entertaining, good for sports fans. Uh, and like we said, you know, an unfiltered deal. Now we can all do unfiltered anytime we want. Anytime. Oh, nope. He got, already got it. Already got it. Our dumb machine. <laughs> Our dumb machine always works, right? Well, I didn't say anything. <laughs> Just, so, we're testing this out. So how do we pivot from uh, wanting to drop F-bombs to really covering this uh, Aces story? Seriously? You can scream about the NBA or the WNBA coming down on them? So the story with the Aces today, uh, they've been facing allegations of workplace violations from De'Ara Kahambi, a former player. And today we get a release that Becky Hammond has been suspended for two games without pay. So if she does make $1 million a year, do the math, that is $50,000 fine, which is, that's that's a good size fine, you know. It also um, opens her up to do interviews this week, to, to your conversation yesterday with Willie. Say it again. It opens her up to do interviews this week after you guys yesterday were debating whether she would interview for potentially the Bucks job this week. And Willie said, no chance. She has to coach. Now she doesn't. Oh, that's right. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Is, is, is it definitely the first two games? That's fair. That's a fair question. I yeah. assumed yes. So we brought it up yesterday because I was throwing it out there. Uh, like, what if the Bucks called Becky Hammond on Friday and they're like, we need you in Milwaukee on Saturday. And they have an, an opener at Seattle on Saturday. What does Becky Hammond do? Now, the Bucks would never do that, and the NBA and WNBA are tied together. But, like, what would she do? Well, now she's free. Now she can do it. <laughs> Maybe she asked for this. Now, within the story, it talked about workplace violations. I, what's the exact verbiage of it? I don't know. It's annoying. Um, and it goes back to the Dierica Hamby allegations that basically they were anti-pregnant women in the workplace. Yeah. Now, in the release, they made a reference to the the Erica Hamby complaints, but they never put what she claimed Becky Hammond said. So then today you had to dig around IG, you know, old posts from Erica Hamby. And you know what? What Becky Hammond said, I think is said in a lot of workplaces, but it's not legal. Sure. Yeah, I think that's, and it's a, that's it is a, it. it is a workplace discussion that has been going on forever. Also, uh, by the way, a conversation that's been going on in the show forever. Like we have called athletes irresponsible. We've, um, I don't know that we've ever done that with a female athlete, which is a, which is an interesting thing, but with we male, treat them equally. So they're but, irresponsible. What with male athletes, we have said, uh, do not fornicate to set up the birth of a child that will happen during your season. Now, I, I do think not to spiral off too much from this because yeah. we're still talking about it, but you know, Bruce Cassidy talked about this in the opposite last week. So William Carlson had a child the night before they had a game last week and he played very, very well. And Cassidy said, look, we've had six babies this year since the start of January 1st, we've had six babies and the players that had a child all played really well in their next game. So I'm going to be calling these guys up in July or August <laughs> and telling them to get to work and to make sure they're having a baby during the playoffs next year. Everybody laughed. thought it was a good time. But I do know there were some people that are like, is that an HR violation? Like, can you do, like, it's a joke. But can, can you do that? Yeah. Now, this is a much more serious accusation, but there is 
like there is something to it and it's something that we have discussed many times here on the show as as we just said like there is there is some level of responsibility as a professional athlete now as a person that isn't we can say that as people on radio and as people with no kids too but well i mean if as I, somebody if, who if, runs an organization uh yeah you're right we i guess we can say it in referencing others i don't know if we could do content on the air you know basically annihilating or threatening ari if all of a sudden he was fornicating and wanted to have a child and we're like well you know sorry man you're not going to get shifts and your job's probably going to go bye-bye because you want to have a kid right. but that's kind of what that's kind of what the allegations are here yeah. with becky ammon and dr hamby yeah like are you here for us or not right and and i like look do i believe it happened yeah i do um but i also i i understand it i but i know that you can't you know you can say it as an outside person you can't say to somebody who's actually in charge of personnel actually in charge of people's livelihoods like you you can't do it and we know that and what, what they do they didn't just tell her that she can't do it they shipped her out which they absolutely did and i don't deny you know i don't I have no reason to not believe these allegations, as we said from the beginning. Uh, it's just a debate of, you know, whether you think it's okay or not. And clearly in a workplace, it's not okay. It's not acceptable. It's not legal. But I think it is a fair discussion to have from a sports perspective. <laughs> and in this case, yeah, they're they're penalized for having somebody in a position of authority saying it. So does it take her out of the mix for an NBA job? No. Or as a lot of people joked say on helps. social media, they're like, yeah, it's a bump up. Yeah, it helps. For a league that can be misogynistic. Yeah, she's willing she's, willing she's willing to, to go anti-female. That probably helps. Which brings up another topic. I, I think what the NBA did from a penalty standpoint was weak. Taking away a first-round pick from a team that doesn't care about first-round picks. Well, they actually doesn't have a first-round pick next year. They will at that so point. So now it's 2025. They'll care at that point. Will they? I think so. Or are they just going to be able to buy their team every year? Possibly, but I mean, I think at some point it's, you know, all these the teams. 2025 first round pick is going to matter. I think it will. Really? Yeah. Two years from now. On I a think team built around some young stars. Well, are they all going to, are they going to be able to keep them all together? I don't know. I don't, you know, I at don't, some point you're going to, I don't know how picks. they're, I don't know how like at some point, at some point they're going to be the Rams this year. Okay. They are. You think and, and the Rams were. I, picks for how long? I feel like Mark not? Davis runs the aces in a Patriot-like fashion to what Bobby Kraft and Belichick and Brady did. All right. Well, they're also there, there, are, also no, there getting, are there are no rules. They're also getting penalized for that, and I'm sure the next one will be much more severe. Like what? Like losing players? They can't just take players. From sure, the they team. can. No, that they contract's can. void. No. Of course, that you can you can void a contract. I actually thought about it today. That what what of would happen? Of course, you could void would, a contract. What would happen if they voided Candace Parker? That contract? contract was in violation of the rules. What, that she's what would happen? What would happen if they voided Candace Parker's contract? Her especially, and how outspoken she is. Well, yeah, that, that they wouldn't do that to her. They'll do you it. You realize the time. league? The league has the problem is the league is backed into a corner already because of whatever their revenues are, uh, then leading to salaries where players can make a max of whatever it is, 275 or $250,000 for the season. Meanwhile, LSU players, two of them are going to make over a million dollars this year. Yeah. And the coach makes a million dollars. So wow. that le that league is going to start voiding contracts. The aces can do whatever they want. Aside from tell a player, don't get pregnant. You're bad for the team. That's what you can't do. But in terms of rules, there are no rules really. 
I mean, I think we'll find out at some point. Like they wouldn't do it to her. Here's the other thing: the league did 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 the league is the league really mad at the Aces because I thought the timing was real interesting of when this came down. They did a media day on Monday, full access to everyone. Tuesday, it's announced. Oh, slap, slap, slap on the wrist. The league covered for him. Yeah, but and I, as I said ten minutes ago, us even talking about this is actually kind of stupid because the league doesn't even want us to talk about it. Well, I also think that they're they're going to run into a problem this year because I like we love it here; it's great. But the league has allowed two teams. Yes, you're right, and I think that's going to be really really I bad for the think league. It's going to be freaking awesome when there are two teams that are thirty four and six and thirty five and five, and there's a couple of teams that win seven or eight games and have a hundred people at the games. It's not going to be good for the league. I don't know. Is it bad? I, that's that's. I mean, I talk about an all-time classic sports talk radio debate. Is it bad for we we across sports right now? I in outside of football, outside of the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, and MLB sort of embraces having eight teams and owners that do not give a rat's ass. So, is it bad for the league? Is it bad for a sports league to have two teams? Go thirty-five and five and thirty-four and six and just steamroll the finals. I we're talking if, about New York and Vegas. Wait, what if they don't? That, that, then you run into a problem. Uh, I, I do. I do think it's an issue. If New York and Vegas are probably going to sell out <laughs> most of their games down the stretch, and then nobody's going to any other games. And by the way, Ari just gave us a heads up because I did notice there's emails all the time from the Las Vegas Aces. I didn't see any today before noon. I guess they they have a statement out, so we'll we'll get into their statement a little later on. But we got to get to other important things in the world. Uh, Sports Animal Arts coming up. On uh, the VGK setup, Friday now is game one. We thought Thursday would be the day, but Friday is going to be game one of the Western Conference Finals. We got NBA to get to. We got a, I don't, people claiming there's some sort of cheating scandal with uh, Aaron Judge. So, a loaded Cofield and company here on this Tuesday. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill LVRJ or tweet the show at Cofield and Co or at ESPN Las Vegas. Reminder, tomorrow we're going to be in the uh, north and in 95. So Adam's going to make his way up there. Team Chevy. There yesterday. Team Chevy, Team Chevy, Team Chevy. Oh, is that right? Uh, in that area, not a Team Chevy. I stopped by to see where we're going. Oh, you scouted it? Nice. Yeah. Uh, Team Chevy tomorrow, Cofield and Company live from 3 to 6. Right now they've got their 2022 sell down going on. Lots of 2022s for uh, at least three to $5,000 off. May is also Team Chevy's anniversary sale. 400 new Chevys available with massive savings. We'll be out there with cool prizes. They're giving away a uh, 50-inch smart Samsung TV. Also some cool local hockey-related prizes as well. How about that? Very cool. Yes. Very easy access off the freeway, too. So come on by. Why is the Western Conference Final on Friday now? Did ESPN screw over hockey fans again? Kind of. Uh... ESPN and TNT had to make their choices, and they did. Um, but that doesn't really matter as much so, as... So explain that part. Uh, ESPN and TNT share the, the playoff deal. Right. So there was a negotiation. I'm not sure which got the first pick. I would assume... Ari, who gets the first pick? I would assume it's ESPN because they took Ari, the who gets the first pick? More attractive series. TNT or ESPN, they get to... One of them gets the pick first. Who gets the first pick? Oh, boy. I, I should do this more often. I would assume we had a guest yesterday who gave us the answer. I would assume it's ESPN because we had a guest yesterday who gave series. us the answer. Okay. John Butchergross. So it has to be ESPN. Yeah, he said. Yeah. He's like, we paid more money. We get yeah, the first choice. That's what I assume. And, and he explained it. He's like, normally, because most people live in the Northeast Corridor, 
it would be the Eastern Conference final. But he went on to say, no one here cares about Florida, or he didn't say that part, but he said the Vegas and Dallas, Vegas and Dallas series is much more attractive which, for ESPN. Which is what I was leading to. The, mu- yeah. the much more attractive series is We Vegas broke this yesterday! So ESPN almost clearly had the first pick, and yeah. he, he confirmed that. Um, but there was a second issue, Uh-oh. which is that the Miami Heat made the Eastern Conference Finals in basketball. What do they have going on at their arena? Uh, well, they have the Heat. Okay. They played a different arena, but the Panthers were like, we're not playing on the same night. Oh, okay. So the Panthers play at the mall and the Heat play on the water. Yeah, but they don't want to play on the same night. They don't want to take the TV audience. They don't want to take the the market, the media attention, all of that. Do you, do you remember how far, how far, how far is the waterfront from that mall? We we I think we did. Are you talking about how far is Miami Arena from there, or just to get to the water in general? No, the, the two arenas. How far apart? Are they? I think they're about forty minutes. And I was yeah. I was just looking. Yeah. I was actually just looking at maps of Miami literally yesterday because I'm planning Dol- the Dolphins trip. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where to stay and how far everything is away from each other. Uh, and the Dolphins Stadium is another. It's you know another inland uh, jaunt from from the water. So uh, yeah, I was just looking at the whole kind of triangle of all those little areas in Florida. So I think it's about forty minutes. Okay. But yeah, it's it's media market. It's all it's all of those things. They just didn't want the attention. They said, we just want the opposite day. I don't blame them. Yeah, which makes and, sense. And, uh, well. So I think it would have gone, I think ordinarily we'll Vegas. We'll be a team player here on ESPN Las Vegas and say, you know what? Good good for ESPN and good for the Miami market. Yeah. I think I think Vegas ordinarily would have opened Thursday. Yeah. But you go to Friday, that's fine. It's, it it really ruins my weekend, but that's yeah. fine. Here's the thing. Uh, while fans in Canada will watch. Uh, their teams are all out, and they're the ones who would piss and moan the most, so <laughs> too bad. Yeah, and ESPN doesn't have the rights in Canada, so oh, uh, they okay. didn't care. That's all that's right. why my favorite thing, I mean, man, Golden Knights fans whine a lot, but their whole thing of like, ESPN clearly on the side of the Oilers. No, they're not. They don't have broadcasting rights to the Oilers. They didn't want the Oilers. <laughs> Wait, people were saying that? Yes. Yeah, the whole time. You know, I didn't bring this up with Butchagross or Gizmondi yesterday. Nick Gizmondi was on. I think Gizmondi hammered Butchagross at the beginning of the playoffs, but I forgot to ask Gizmondi, and my guess is that Butchagross didn't see it and doesn't care. I'm sure. But Butchagross did make a good comment yesterday. I, I, in ripping Connor McDavid for acting like a kind of a weasel during the game in mumbling through his, uh, his in-between periods interview. They played, they played an interview with him talking about how important it was to win. And I was like, this is the most boring thing ever. I don't believe any of this. Is he likable? Not particularly. So who cares if he wins? McJesus. He's yeah, a great player. And he's awesome. But enjoy the rest of your career and you know, coming close but never winning a cup in Edmonton. Especially if that's your attitude. It's quite, I mean, that's quite a there might be a team the Knights have to play again. Next Speak year. up. There's a microphone in front of the, you. The, Act like an Knights. adult. You don't have to. You don't have to mumble. Was it after the first period? Yeah, after the first period, weren't they leading? Uh, yeah, but he. I mean, he didn't. I, I could. He obviously don't want to be doing it. Clearly, which why? Is fine. What is so hard about this? Butchergross explained it yesterday that you know the, these guys are just worn down because it's just it's yeah. so intense there. They get these questions all the time. So what? <laughs> I. I'm sure. I'm sure. I thought, to me, it was like, one of the most... man. I'm really rich. At what does he make? Twelve mil a year. Sure. You know why you don't make NBA money? Because of stuff like that. Well, put a little effort into it. 
but he he does have to deal with more media than any NBA player. So what? Does. No, I get it, but I'm just saying, like that. To be fair, yeah, he, it pays. It should, it should they, pay off, right? You know what? I mean? And you know, here's here's what I don't know. Maybe he's got 50 million endorsements. I doubt it. I'm sure, is more. Really? Yeah. He's, it's kind does of he weird. mumble his way through all that? Most likely, yes. But the, at the same time, as I've said many, many times, that's a far better interview between periods than a normal interview. I was that was more entertaining than any other interview you could, you could have given. Of hey, we're really giving our best out there. We're trying our hardest. Hopefully, we push one. In. Who cares? Give me the. Oh, you can go out there and try to draw a penalty. I guess. I'm, what do you want? Yeah, that, well, that, that that's was great. The, that was the answer yeah. in this series. I mean, that's that was more. <laughs> We're gonna dive a lot, and hopefully, the uh, officials are gonna save our asses because we can't play five on five. Miss any of the show? We've got you covered. Head to lvsportsnetwork.com and go to podcasts to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place. It is Cofield and Company here on this Tuesday, getting ready for the Western Conference Finals coming up in just a couple of days, the fourth time the Golden Knights have been there in six seasons as a franchise. Quite an accomplishment, but the work certainly not done. We'll get into what it's going to take for them to advance even further with our good friend Darren Millard, who joins us from the Golden Knights. How you doing, sir? Nice to see the Steve Duck and me again. He, couldn't, he can't handle it. Yeah, uh, he can't handle me. He can the stars. Can the Stars handle the Golden Knights? I guess we'll just start there. Yeah, well, very similar yet uh, slightly different approach from the Dallas Stars. They they have the potential to load up up front uh, like the Edmonton Oilers do, uh, but there's not a lot behind the the the, uh, the two stars uh, once you get into their bottom two lines. Dallas has more depth. Uh, but they also have that option of really loading up uh, with uh, with uh, Hints and with with Robertson. So uh, the, you could see a very similar opponent to yourself, or you could see a very similar opponent to what the what the Edmonton Oilers offered, but more on the backside of it. So we'll get into some of the matchup things as we uh, continue the conversation, as we get closer to the game as well, game one. But. Um, Obviously, the elephant in the room is the fact that Pete DeBoer is bringing a team back against the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights. Uh, from a national perspective, I think this is already starting to be a, a pretty big story. Locally, it's definitely a big story. I, I guess how big is this in the grand scheme of things that it's you know a coach that was fired bringing a team back in against the team that fired him? Well, I think it's it goes deeper than just that narrative because of the extensive history that uh, Pete DeBoer has with sure. the Golden Knights inside the Pacific Division from San Jose and those battles to getting won over by the fan base here and taking this team to uh, a conference final or a third round and then coming back now as the opposition in a series that uh, that offers a road to the to the Stanley Cup Championship Series. It's pretty extensive. I don't remember seeing anything quite like it, uh, especially in in the quick turnaround from last year to this year, uh, with uh, with the narrative uh, of Pete DeBoer. So it 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 will play play a role. And listen, uh, I love what Bruce Cassidy said today that there is an advantage uh, for 
Pete knowing these players individually because Bruce talked about it very similarly when he faced the Boston Bruins and a little broader uh, when he went up against the the Atlantic Division a, a loop that he knew know very knows very well so there's there's different things that you can use uh, as an edge on inside information that Pete DeBoer and Steve Spot his assistant will certainly be be using but uh, in in following up that uh, Bruce also made everybody know that John Stevens was a coach in Dallas the last couple of years huh. assistant coach a former National Hockey League head coach but uh, but he he was with the Dallas Stars just last year so he will have that same type of Intel uh, that that Pete DeBoer and Steve spot have and uh, Bruce went to the length of saying Misha Donskov and Ryan Craig assistant coaches with the Vegas Golden Knights coached with Pete for a number of years. And so they will know his tendencies. So the, there's there's a lot more information that's already been accumulated by both coaching staffs on the three days before the start of this playoffs than you would normally ever have. But game one is still going to be a big learning process in this series. Sure. And, and obviously – when you know that somebody knows you, you tend to then try to change what you do a little yes. bit. You have to try to avoid too much of that. Uh, I think it's a, it's a great chess match to go back and forth. But I guess my more inter I'm more interested in with all this familiarity. We've heard the phrase familiarity familiarity breeds contempt. Easy for me to say. Uh, could this get kind of nasty in press conferences? And we saw De DeBoer Gallant get a little nasty in their in their series against each other. I don't think Cassidy necessarily. Is that is is likely to do that? But if with all this familiarity, there could be some nastiness. Uh, yeah, I understand where you're going with that. But Bruce Cassidy and Pete DeBoer have a connection. They were both on the Team Canada staff that was bound uh, for uh, the last Olympic Winter Games uh, before the National Hockey League had to withdraw. Uh, so they were part of several sessions, uh, weekend planning uh, meetings and gatherings. Uh, Misha Donskov was part uh, part of that as well. So Bruce Cassidy and Pete DeBoer, while they were on other sides of the conference divide in the National Hockey League, were still supposed to be uh, assistant coaches uh, to John Cooper uh, for Team Canada. They're very familiar with each other, have spent uh, some, some quiet time, like some social time uh, with each other. Uh, I know for a fact because I was there uh, that they connected uh, when when they faced each other this year and and had a little catch ups. Uh, so uh, I I don't think that it necessarily gets nasty, but each series does write its own series uh, and and vibe and temperature. Uh, I will say if if it didn't get heated between Jay Woodcroft and Bruce Cassidy in the last series in all the venomous uh, actions that took place uh, w resulted in suspensions uh, eventually and some of the things that were coming out of the other side, then I think Bruce is uh, is pretty level-headed and Pete will uh, will mind his P's and Q's on that. Uh, Darren, do you have brothers? I do. I have a twin brother and I have a younger brother I'm, who we don't really talk about. I'm joking about that, but uh, okay. but he was the like the ac accident guy that uh, wasn't supposed to come after the twins happened. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. lot of information. Yeah. Uh, no, I knew I knew that, but I, I I asked that because look, if I was coaching against my brother in a series, it would get real nasty. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. yes, the friendship could be there for sure, but you never know. Yeah, I think that uh, that Bruce is. I haven't seen that side of Bruce. 
Uh, I certainly know uh, that side of Pete, uh, going back yes. to to the Glant side, and and other uh, situations where where he's certainly offered his thoughts, and and Gerard Glant was is, is like that uh, as well. So uh, I think in the uh, to to borrow uh, another phrase to counter yours about familiarity breeds contempt, I'll say it takes two to tango, sure. and I don't know whether if it gets hot enough that it presents itself that Pete will have a dance partner. I like the cliche bowl we're, Thank uh, we're, you. we're I, battling I, here. It's, it's very good. You're very up. Good. You're up, Adam. <laughs> Darren, Darren Millard joins us. I, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. We'll see if no Oh, two up. peas in a pod, uh, you and Adam. <laughs> yes. Well, I am Adam. That's good. That's good. That was a good try. Sorry. Uh, we've talked a lot about goaltending with the Golden Knights, right? Yeah. Now they've gone through two series. Yeah. Are we... Are we, are we done? Are we just going to say, hey, look, Aiden Hill's playing great. Let's go. I would think. I mean, not, what I mean what I mean is, yeah, he's the player, but like we're not talking about, hey, the goaltending's an issue with the Golden Knights. Like, it hasn't No, been. no. And and actually, I was talking about this uh, with Gary Calloway just at the office before I headed over. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights PR. And uh, I said, it's, it's funny, the growth that we've seen from uh, Aiden Hill, he, he wasn't even playing at the start of the playoffs. And then he came in and was great, but was overshadowed because of the uh, unfulfilled expectations by the other guys across the ice. And now he goes into this series, and he is the lesser-profiled player uh, of the two goaltenders. When's he going to get a little bit of love? And I think he deserves it because that game six performance, even game uh, four where, where, where they lost, he gave up three goals in the first period. He was great the rest of the way. Uh, and then the game six third period was as spectacular as the first period of game two against Winnipeg by Lauren Brassois as I jumble all this together. It was a defining moment for, for Aiden Hill, and I hope he gets some recognition as a player that uh, is an unrestricted free agent going forward. He's playing for his National Hockey League uh, status and wants a longer-term deal, I'm sure, and also to help this team get to their ultimate goal, which is a shot at a Stanley Cup final. Darren Millard is with us. Hey, buddy. I know. Well, sometimes you got to take a break. Um, Hey, we got like 30 (laughs) seconds left, so I'm going to throw you a really loaded question. I went off yesterday about the atmosphere in Game 6 in Edmonton. Are all Canadian fans or all fans in Canada of hockey like that, where they just give up on their team in a a closeout spot? That was pathetic. Yeah, no, there was some frustration there. Uh, Are you talking about the third period? Where, yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, it, fifth, it was five minutes into the game. The, the crowd was quiet, and then it got a little bit loud, but the third period was a freaking cakewalk for the yeah, Knights. There's uh, no noise. It's not as uh, much of a show. like that. It's much more of a hockey environment. And if you're nervous, what are you when you're nervous? Eight out of ten of us are quiet. And that's that's what that's what happened in that situation where they were playing uh, catch up uh, after that uh, after that uh, middle stanza. So no, uh, I would say it's just more traditional. All right, I have a lot more on this, but we'll have to uh, talk about. Well, it let's week. let's go. Angry. And I heard you guys very, talking about Connor. Uh, I, I loved yeah. I loved the Connor interview because it was short, it was sweet, it was there was some emotion in it. It wasn't clichéish. Uh, I'll take that all day long and have some fun with it over uh, clichés that Adam and I offer up. Yeah, well, I'll take uh, I'll take McDavid here when he decides to go Kevin Durant and move on to go get a ring. So it's time to leave Edmonton. You think it's going to happen? There's talk about Matthews for McDavid. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll see you, buddy.